On this episode of Missouri Catfish, we talked to Craig Horman and Jason Hostetter, which managed to catch the biggest fish of the Central Missouri Catfish Tournament year last year at Waverly. I'm your host, Cliff Thornburg. We got a great show for you, so shove off with us and let's get started. Telling stories by the fire, so gators are singing like a thousand piece choir. And then Dad says, Did you hear that? That's the sound of an Appaloosa cat. Bite. Thank you for joining us. It is March 8th. I'm your host, Cliff Thornburg. Spring is coming in fits and starts, but the calendar is on our side. The river's up. Things things are happening. This is a little old news, but I wanted to talk about it. Again, it's been on quite a bit of social media, but Travis Eubinger of Avaz caught a the first state record of 2023, 11 pounds, 5 ounce blue sucker. And they think that is a world record on rod and reel. So I think we have a, a world record here, 11 pound, 5 ounce blue sucker from Travis Eubinger. So congratulations to him. He caught it on the Osage River. It bested the last state record by a couple pounds here, almost a couple pounds. And it was caught off the Missouri River. Now, for for people that don't fish for some of these other fish, the blue sucker, I call them Missouri suckers, that they're known by Missouri suckers, gourd seed suckers. It's a very cool fish. It is one of the coolest fishes in the river. It is, I think it should be the state fish. I think the Missouri sucker should be the state fish, and if you ever catch one, a blue one, you will know why, because they are just awesome looking. They're they're kind of the the one of the hardest fish to catch on a rod and reel. And, and those guys on like roughfish.com and, and some of the other people that, that fish for some of these other species, they, they really hold it up as as the ultimate catch. So the fact that we we have one here that has um, the state record is just awesome. So congratulations again to Travis. Now these fish get much bigger, and I've caught them uh, not on rod and reel, but I would say probably a ten pounder before. I, I've caught I've caught some, and in fact there was there was some concern at one time that maybe they were not doing as well uh, from a population standpoint, but I think it's come out through studies that this is mainly a thalweg, a fish that is right in the current, right in the heavy, in the heavy part of the river, and they're hard to fish for, hard to catch, not a lot of people are catching them anyway, and after doing some more studying on them, I think they're just fine, but they are one of the more migratory fishes 
that we have. They they travel huge distances on their spawn runs. So what a cool fish. What an awesome record to start the year. And I am just really excited about that. And if you ever come, come across one, send pictures. Anyone that's caught one, I think it's a fish person's fish. They, they will have respect for it and they'll recognize just what a cool thing it is. All right, before I forget, our contact information is Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. That's Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com, and I will try to put the email address down below, however you're listening to this. We also have a Facebook page, Missouri Catfish Podcast and Night Owl Bait Company on there. And I also, as of last month, I signed up for... Instagram and Twitter. Now, I will admit, I am not really getting the hang of Twitter. It, it seems okay, but I guess I'm getting old. So if you find us on on there, re- reach out. Um, just trying trying to get the good word out there. We did have contact from Kendall Sawyer. His home port is down around Stockton Lake. And I've never been to Stockton Lake, but it looks like a beautiful lake from all accounts. And he's a good fisherman, so thanks for listening, Kendall. If anyone's an an expert on Stockton Lake, I'd like to do some lake profiles from time to time on different lakes that are maybe overlooked or um, lakes that people could go to and get have some success. So... Anyone with different lakes that they want to profile that they think they're pretty in tune with, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. And Stockton Lake's one of those lakes. I don't think it has a large blue cat population from, from what I'm told. A lake like that is one where some giant channel cats could come out of. Just like Lake Jacomo was the state record channel cat, I think state record channel cat lakes typically don't have blue cats in them but they're large enough to to raise these giant fish where they can live a long time and and get to such proportions and it's just another opportunity in in our great state so so that's awesome also sam from river radius podcast i've been talking to him he has a podcast it is not about fishing from all at all. It's it's about kayaking, whitewater rafting, but there is a lot of river stuff on there, and he's originally um, from the St. Louis area, so if you're into paddling at all, River Radius Podcast, you might check that out. Other news, um, this is not in our state, but I find it interesting. Minnesota had set a gar limit at 10 gar effective I think this month it became in effect. So you're allowed to keep up to 10 gar, long nose or short nose. And they don't have a conservation commission like us. Things are more through the legislature, which I think is kind of a dangerous thing. And I think there was some some footage of a bunch of people catching gar and just throwing them out on the ice, not not really respecting the resources. The chances of that harming the fishery, I don't know. I, I think some of that stuff 
is shocking, you know, and appalls some people, but from a natural resource standpoint, I don't know what, what tin gar. I guess if you're going to keep in, keep gar and clean them, you, you should, if, if you can't limit yourself to tin, you probably need some help out there. You need more than, than a state regulation. Now, we have already had a Central Missouri Catfish Tournament, the opener. And that was down at Lake of the Ozarks. And we had a lot of boats there. Let's see. 35 registered boats. 28 boats weighed fish. First place with 82.1 pounds. Jason Massengale, Cody Thompson, Carter Thompson. Good to see Carter. Young people. He's from the, they're from the Glasgow area. Lisa Thompson's are. Second place, 65.1 pounds. Aaron Henderson, James Bax, Isaac Hunt. Third place, 60.2 pounds. Brian Saunders, John Spatafora, Jason Schneiderhahn. They've been on the podcast. They're, they are the team to beat. Back-to-back Central Missouri Catfish Tournament point champions with a solid third-place finish. Fourth place, 57.2 pounds. Wayne Stevens, Russell Michaels, 5th place, 54 pounds, Chris White, Jess Osborne, 6th place, friend of the show, Joe Bell, David Burtz, Bad Luck Brown Dog with 53 pounds, 7th place, 50.3 pounds, and Big Fish of 41.3 pounds, Mike Porter, Josh Hoskins, Chris Summers, and 8th place with 50.2 pounds, Caleb McAdams and Chris Baker, Ninth, Gary Taylor, John Blair, and tenth, friend Michael Sutner and Philip Nordmeyer with 43.1 pounds. And the weights are pretty, they go down, there's not a big drop-off or anything there. I think the most telling thing is that 28 boats weighed fish. That tells me, if, if you were down here by the bottom, at the bottom, it tells me that you're at least somewhat interested in the points if you would weigh fish and you knew you, you really didn't have a chance of of winning or, or placing or anything. So I think that's a very good sign for the points race this year. I think it's going to be extremely competitive. That's a deep field with all the way to 28th place weighing fish with two and a half pounds. So cool there. Now, Doug, the cat snatcher, and myself, we went down there, did not catch a fish. I had never fished that part of the lake, and we had some new equipment we were testing out and uh, did not have a bad time, but the lake was very low. They weren't running any water. We went up from the boat ramp. It was just, you'd see a cove out there and our boat can run in pretty shallow water, but it'd be two foot, one foot. A lot of it, um, I would do a lot different, but we just went into it blind, going to it. Had some new electronics, testing out, um, very pleased with that. Just did not get the fish, and really, we didn't see any fish on the fish finder, and it got extremely windy, and I decided against making a run up to the dam, which I had kicked around, even though they weren't running very much water, but obviously everybody else had it really dialed in and caught a lot of fish. And as, as I'll remind the listeners, there was a lot of slot fish released. So a lot of fish were caught, just 
just not by not by the people on the with the podcast. Missouri University MU announced the launch of a new Institute of Fisheries, Wetlands, and Aquatic Systems. So this is going to be something that's a public-private partnership with Missouri Conservation Heritage Foundation and the Missouri Department of Conservation. And it's going to be a great benefit, they say, to the entire state. They're going to work on... regional and national partnerships to address water issues, develop and support public policy, and communicate knowledge through a wide array of platforms. And it should give students in our state the opportunity to join if they want internships and and things like that, graduate assistantships, cooperative educational experiences, all this stuff. Um, it, it should be a good a good voice, a good resource for the state. So that is awesome. Also, and I don't know if this will ever come to the ballot, but there was announced in the legislature at the state level a constitutional amendment for a constitutional right to hunt and fish. And if it passes... I think it will be eventually on the ballot statewide here. I don't know what the ramifications of that will be or won't be, but I thought it was of interest. All right, enough with the news. Everybody wants a big fish story, and we have one here, a Missouri Catfish Podcast exclusive interview with Craig Horman and Jason Hostetter. They caught the biggest fish of the Central Missouri Catfish Tournament year. So out of all the tournaments last year, Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments had, out of all the anglers, all the terrific anglers, all the resources poured into it, Craig Horman and Jason Hostetter landed the biggest fish. They did so in their home waters around Waverly. And this is a great interview because it's fun when people are so excited about fish. You just love it, right? I love the smile on people's faces when they catch a big fish, the excitement. These guys were excited, and and it's just terrific. And and not only that, it's just a good interview, and and I just just really enjoyed it and thank them for their time. All right. We are here with, and I'll let you all introduce yourselves so I don't butcher your names. Jason Hofstetter, and I'm Craig Horman. Okay, and and where are you all from? I'm from Waverly, and I live uh, just down the road in Alma. All right, and you all are on here because the Central Missouri Catfish Tournament had a lot of tournaments last year in some big fish waters, and you all caught the biggest fish of all on the tournament schedule. Uh, how, How big was that fish? Little over seventy six pounds, seventy six four two, I believe. And and what tournament was that that you all caught it out of? Waverly. Okay, and that's your all's home waters then. Yep. Okay, and and there's quite a story with that fish. Uh, I guess I'll let you all tell it. How did it come to be? 
Oh, <laughs> that was I, – I, I used to fish a lot of tournaments, and we kind of got busy with running – running a lot of jobs and uh, didn't have a lot of time to do much, but, uh, Craig, good buddy of mine, he, uh, been hounding me to fish a tournament. So I said, okay, he found yours and he, that's the one he wanted to fish. So we went ahead and fished it, but that, uh, that night was, uh, was rough, was pretty rough. The river got pretty treacherous. I mean, you could about walked across the river on the logs and sticks that was coming down. And we, we'd been out fishing a few times and we had been on some decent fish most of the spring and summer, but we went, we took off from the boat ramp in your tournament and we didn't even, we had a few live baits that we had caught, but we didn't have no, uh, no, well, we used a lot of jumping carp too and we didn't have none of those in the boat we knew some guys that already had some but we didn't have any and we went down to try to find some and we probably spent the first hour of the tournament just trying to get a jumping carp in and it was they they weren't jumping yeah they were jumping but not high enough to, to yeah, get one it's like they <laughs> wouldn't come out of the water because of the sticks either and we finally did find a, a spot we got one finally we had one jumping carp for the whole tournament. And that was the best time spent because that's the only thing they would bite on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when we come out, we kind of knew where we wanted to fish, you know, just knowing the river and knowing how the trash was going. I had a spot I wanted to fish where we had been on some fish, and we uh, took off up there to go get on that spot, and there was three boats already there in that area. And I said, oh, my gosh. So we was kind of fried on where we was going to be able to fish. So we kind of floated and drifted with the trash for a while, trying to figure out what we was going to do. As it's and, getting dark. Yeah, as it's getting dark. And, and uh, uh, another buddy of mine, he was uh, out there, uh, One another good fishing buddy of mine, that he was in the tournament also. And uh, there was a barge parked park there, and they just went and, they said they wasn't going to fight the trash. They were just going to – they just tied up behind that barge that was sitting there on the bank, and they just stayed right there behind that barge all night. And I said, ha. Ah. said, well, I, ain't no room for us to get in there and ain't going to stack in up above it or beside it. I said, well, we just kind of putt-putted, putt-putted along. And uh, I said, well, this is some decent water here, Craig. Let's just go over here. And we got out of the, most of the trash. We had got out of it, and it was a pretty good stretch of water, uh, kind of where a channel switch was. And uh, I said, we can stay here all night and, and just do what we can and see what happens. And we pulled in there and dropped anchor, and we didn't have to really fight too awful much brush, uh, you know, a stick here and there. Well, I mean, it was going to keep you up because you was fighting, keeping your lines out of the brush, but. Uh, we just sat in there and it started getting later and later and we caught a couple of small ones and we, we was catching fish right along. I think we looked around, we had probably seven or eight boats around us. Yeah. Uh, in the vicinity that could see us. And, you know, it, later it got, we kept flipping on our light, landing the fish and we'd flip on the light and land a fish and we was watching all the other boats and there wasn't no other boat turning on no lights. 
And, a lot uh, of a lot of small fish. Yeah, I was three, just a lot four, of, five pounds. Yeah, just a lot of small fish, nothing big. But you know, it's a tournament. You you want to land them, see what you got, and start seeing call. And uh, what was it about 12 o'clock or something like that? We yeah. we had we had one just take the rod down hard, and we set the hook on him, and we fought him through the brush and fighting sticks, and we had to light on a long time and. Uh, getting that fish landed. I think that was a 40, 45 40, pounder. Yeah, 45 pounder. And uh, we got him in a live well and we was a high fiving and a hee hawing and all that fun stuff. And we got quiet and got everything back situated and back out in the water. And heck, it wasn't even 20 or 30 minutes. And I mean, another one took off just uh, cutting loose and set the hook on that one and, and uh, kind of a. Uh, Craig's kind of a novice at, at uh, catfishing a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> so, uh, he had he had the pole, and he was uh, he was kind of hammering on that fish pretty hard. And uh, I said, "Nope, you're done." I I took the pole from him, and because I I seen it was quite a bit nicer fish, and uh, I fought it up there to the got it close to the boat. And we got the light on it, and uh, old Craig, he kind of started shaking on me just a little bit. Oh, <laughs> he got excited, a little too excited, and we had him that, up there. That fish just laid on the bottom of the river, and it was it was just trying to pull it up off the river, off the, the you know the out of the mud. It, it fought us. Yeah, um, and of course we was in we was in pretty good decent current. I mean, it wasn't the full full blown current. We was just off. We was in a seam, but he still could get out there in that current and fight us. And I we it was over an hour, but we fought that fish through the brush and trying to get him up there. And, uh, I finally had him up alongside the boat, and Craig had the dip net, and I. When I got it up beside the boat, I told Craig, I said, Craig, that ain't fitting in a dip net. I don't know my dip net. I know I know these fish. I said, that's not fitting in my dip net. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to dip him. I said, I said no, you got to come up here. I got him up beside the boat. I said, come take his pole so I can manhandle this fish in the boat. He goes, no, let me dip him. Let me. And he missed it, I think, twice. And I was starting to get bad nervous because this fish still in the water. And I could see he wasn't hooked. Real good, but I mean, I had a decent hook set on him, but he wasn't hooked super good. And he said, well, give me one more chance. I said, Craig, that's all you're getting, one more <laughs> chance. And I said, we ain't playing this game no more. I said, get up here and get this. So I gave him one more chance, and, of course, he had it in the net, and it just rolled right out. And I said, oh, this ain't working. Get up here and grab the pole. And I was sitting on my cooler on the side of the boat in the front, I had, I said, get up here, straddle this cooler and sit right here on this cooler. And I said, I just want you to ease him up beside the boat. And I'm going to, I'm going to lip him. I'm going to grab him and drag him up in the boat. At this point, I was really nervous because he told me it's not going to fit in the dip net. And I said, yeah, it will. Well, I knew at this point, if we lost this fish, I was going to feel pretty bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it went good, but we can continue. Yeah, he's shaking like a leaf on a windy day on a tree. I mean, bad. I was almost nervous to give him the pole because he couldn't. I said, don't, 
loose my pole. I mean, like literally shaking because he's so nervous about this fish getting it landed. And I finally got him situated and handed him the pole, and he got it eased up there. And I, I had my hand in his mouth the first time, and it was too close to hook, made me nervous. I didn't want to get hooked. So I, I let go and let him go back down. He pulled it up again, and I got both hands in its mouth. And I, I, all I had to get that sucker up in the boat out of the water, flopping and flailing. But once I had my grip on him, I, I drug him up in the boat. We laid him in the boat. And we both just about collapsed because we wore out and just the adrenaline rush was just blowed up for the whole time. And we just, we were just sitting there. We just both sat in the seat. He's laying in the floor. Craig goes, how big is he? I said, Craig, he's too big to go in my live well. We're fried. Which was a whole new problem. (laughs) Yeah. We're the rules of the tournament are you can't tie a rope around the fish's mouth. So you can't you can't tie them off the side of your boat. Yeah. So at that point, we're thinking, you know, we've got to go back in and weigh this fish. Yeah, and we're 15 miles from the, from the check-in. Fighting the brush all the way back up. But yeah, 1 o'clock in the morning by now. And... Yeah, I believe it was one thirty when we waited in. Yeah, we. Uh, I took my coat off and my sweatshirt, and I said, "We got to get these poles in." So we got the rest of the poles in as fast as we could get them in. Uh, got everything anchor pulled, and I soaked everything that I had on my body down and covered that fish up. And I think we probably stopped twice and did that. Yeah. Re re soaked everything, kept him as wet as we could keep him. But I think we hit about two-thirds of the logs that was floating down the river. I, I was praying with everything I had that my motor held together, jumping sticks and logs, trying to get this fish in and keep him alive. And if you hit two-thirds of them that night, you hit a lot of logs because there was a lot of junk coming down. It was oh, terrible. You, uh, you could have walked across the river and never got your shoes wet. I, yeah, I know for sure there was two lower units that were ripped apart that night yeah. in that tournament. Yeah, there was two boats drug in, I remember, that morning that didn't have lower units. So so you got him back and, and you weighed it, and it, that was all fine. Um, and, and the fish was alive and healthy, and it was cooler by then, which, which probably helped. Yeah, 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 I could feel it. I didn't. I was down to not too many clothes on, and I was I was fairly chilled. <laughs> we finally got him in. So after yeah, that, he, he released, and we we got him weighed in with you, and and we got him. We rushed as fast as we could to get our pictures, and and uh, we took him down. And I, I messed with him there just a little bit in the water, and he he took off hard, so he was he was still in good shape. Well, that's awesome. And did you all fish any more then, or did you all hang it up? Oh no, no. We uh we Craig knew. Craig was fired up. He was wanting to go back down there and I said, Well, Craig, it's it's one thirty, two o'clock in the morning by the time we was ready to take off from the marine again. I said, There's no way I'm going all the way back down there. I said, It ain't uh, happening. I said that we, was had, right, George. we had seven boats watched us fight two nice fish. I said, Number one, that spot ain't available no more. I guarantee you. And I talked to my buddy that he was, 
he was up above us because I, I think he uh, he actually called me later that night uh, after we got checked in, and he said his only question was how big was it because he knew when I took off up the river he knew that was me and he knew we had a good one was he knew it wasn't fitting a live well and uh, I said well he was he was I. He was a nice one. Is all I told him. I wasn't gonna tell him nothing until he got back in. And uh, I said, "How many boats is on that spot?" He goes, "There was three boats fighting over that area where you guys was at." I said, "Yeah." So we just went uh, just a little ways, and I had another decent spot. It wasn't a big fish spot, but I think we caught a. Our next biggest one was fourteen something, or we caught yeah, we just, caught a few more fish. Yeah, I think. Our total night, we had, what, 14 or 15 fish we caught that night. So we, we had a phenomenal night. Uh, it was an excellent night of fishing other than the conditions. And did, did you all um, – how did you place in that tournament? I think we was second. Second or third? No, we was, we was second. That, our plaque is for second place and big fish. Was that the one that uh, Dale Smith won – yeah, the guy that beat us, he had a, he had, uh, I don't know, what he, I thought he had a sixty-three pounder, and and a couple of them in the fifties or something. He beat us by uh, thirty or forty pounds, I think. He had like two hundred pounds, I think, if that if yeah, I recall. Yeah. Well, we had, he had over, yeah, it was over two hundred. We had what two, no. just, or was it one eighty or something? Yeah, boy, because he had a seventy-six and a forty. And then we had that, I know it was a 14, I don't know, that's too long ago, and we didn't write nothing down, but I was thinking we had real close to 200 pounds, uh, and I told Craig, I said, that is a phenomenal fishing night, I said, if you can catch around 200 pounds in a catfish tournament, you should be in the money, unless it's just unreal, but usually around 200 pounds, you're in, you're, you should be in the, in the top three or five. Yeah, that that's for sure. It's and what so that night you all knew the river was getting high and there was a lot of trash coming down. Did did the spots that you had picked out, did you account for that or was that you just had to adjust on the fly there? No, I had accounted for that because I I mean I know this area pretty well and I fished I fished it brushy before, but uh usually if it's that bad, I usually don't go out. Uh, I fished it, uh, you know, fairly bad. Most of the time when I go out, I'm I'm done one two o'clock. I'm headed to the house. It's it's bedtime for me. But in a tournament, you don't get them kind of choices. But uh, I, I had I had several places picked out that we could go, so we could jump around uh, and and get by with with the limited knowledge that I have, but. Uh, that was the spot that we did pick was probably not high on my radar that night uh, because I, I've, I've caught fish there before, but nothing like that. I mean, uh, the 40-pounder was was what I figured we would be catching in the spot that I had picked. Uh, the one up above that we caught, what was it? Last year we caught two of them. 60s. Yeah, two of them in the 60s side by side. Uh, within 15 minutes of each other uh, in the spot that I wanted to go. And I 
I just I kept watching that guy that was up there on my spot because I could see him, and I just kept watching for him to be turning his light on. He never did. I told Craig after we fished that and left, I said, you know what? I'm glad he took that spot from us because they just it's like they just didn't make it up that far or they didn't come out there. Or I, I don't I don't know what happened, but yeah, the spot that I was kind of glad that he took it from me. Yeah, it's funny yeah. how that stuff works out sometimes uh so what did that one silver carp look like when you all were done using it for bait <laughs> yeah there there wasn't there wasn't too much left of that uh, uh actually didn't i use the head we caught that one on the head yep yeah it was about a, a, a five or six pound silver and i just run that big old circle hook through the eyes and that that 76 come on that head. Huh, okay. I knew, I knew we didn't have a lot of bait, and I said, we're not throwing none of this fish away until the tournament's over, because if we got to use the guts, we got to use the skeleton, whatever we got to use, and, and we was down to just nothing but a skeleton left after we got done yeah, catching all the fish we had. That's what they were biting on. That's why I say that was the best choice we made, was spending that tournament time to get that jumper. Yeah, because we only had – Probably out of the six poles we had in the water, we probably only had three of them that had that silver on. The rest of them had perch or chubs or striped frog, and we had crawdads. And uh, I mean, we had we did catch a few on some on some stink bait, a lot of smaller ones. But you know, and that's just kicker fish. And for me, that's just fun fishing. If if you ain't got your limit, at least you can fill out your limit with that. But I mean, worms and worms and stink bait. I don't. I don't know. I've won a couple of tournaments on nothing but stink bait on them tournaments that you just cannot catch a fish, but you don't don't not take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, yeah. never you never know. Yeah, they, they don't they don't just jump in the boat. You gotta resort to yep. anything you can. Yep. So do you all have any plans for this coming year fishing? I do, but I don't know about Jason. <laughs> You see I've already I, seen there's one coming out of Miami too. This see year. what I got to deal with. <laughs> I might be a little pushy at times. Uh, yeah, I'm glad his wife got a lot of reins on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's done said we got to fish the fish it again if you come back to Waverly just to. Oh, make, they already are. Make sure we prove ourselves, I guess. But I don't know. That's, and they're going to Miami. <laughs> just down the road <laughs> yeah so i have two questions one are you are you getting a bigger net or bringing a bigger net well, i think it'd be a good purchase i, I don't think it matters if i have a bigger net because my live well ain't big enough anyway no i pull a lot of them in in my boat by hand okay all right yeah, it don't bother me none at all uh if you you ain't getting scratched up and skint you ain't playing hard so a little 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 fish bite don't bother me none at all. Well, it, it I want to say congratulations because lots of very good fishermen fished all year. You know the the tournaments in a lot of big fish waters, um, and you all you all had the biggest of all. So that that's awesome. It was it was a fun tournament. Other than and, all the, the trash, and I wish we could have made it back down there because I I feel you know. Feel we had, I mean, like I said, we caught them two big fish, and and it, it was like they had just started biting there. 
course, we had to I leave. think if we would have been able to stay there and that fish, I could have got him, got him in a, if I'd have had a bigger live well or something and got him in there. Um, I think if we'd have stayed there, we could have done a lot better. But with us leaving and all them other boats run, wrestling around in that area, I, th- I think it, it shut it down. Because uh, we had been sitting there quite a while with, you know, and I'm carpeted my boat. I'm real anal about as quiet as possible. Because uh, I don't know how many times I've laid down on the boat and went to sleep and you wake up to a, a real screaming. Uh, the quieter, the better. Uh, I've fished around a lot of guys that hear the radios and they're screaming and hollering to each other and yee-hawing and all this stuff. Well, you know, as well as I do, that water carries sound better than air. And, it, you know, and that's why I carpeted my boat because I've dropped a few weights here and there and I got sick of that. So carpet the boat to try to keep all sound down as much as you possibly can. Right. And when you all were fighting that fish, the trash was coming and it was pretty swift. Were you worried about the fish getting in a, a log or something? I mean, we snagged a pallet and spooled a, a rod. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I dipped it in the water two or three times just to make make a stick go over the top of my line, keep my line under the water. I mean, I had to hold my tip of the rod under the water fighting the fish. I know a couple of times that I can remember. Yeah, that that's wild. That and of course it's dark. I mean you have lights, but it's it's dark and a lot of trash coming down. That's a wild wild story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seems like those lights are never where the fish comes up at though. Yeah, and and what's what's lucky to me, not lucky. You know, you all are good fishermen, but it all has to line up. You know, your, your hook has to stay. It has to be hooked. You, you got to get it. It, it can't wrap around anything. You can't, it can't spool you, you know, everything just has to line up perfect. It's just really, really awesome when it does. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I've never caught a fish anything close like that. Like I said, we've caught two sixty some. They're both around 65, but it was definitely a memorable night. And like I said, I wish we could have stayed there longer, but you know, him and I have talked, I don't know how many times. I mean, tournament rules were the fish had to be alive, but at the end of the day, you got a fish that big and been around this river for how many years? You don't want to lose one of them, you want to get them back in the river, right? Um, well, yeah, I'm, and I'm I'm pretty anal about that too. I do a lot of catfishing, and if they're over a certain size, I like to I'd like to have a chance at catching that sucker again when he gets bigger. Or a kid, you know, be fun to see a kid trying to reel in something like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, do you all have uh, anyone you want to thank or anything going forward you want to shout out? I want to thank you for coming down and putting the tournament on. I mean, you did, it was a good tournament and uh, you had, had good rules. And uh, I think everybody. It was a good turnout. Had, I believe uh, there was 40, 40 some, yeah, 42 you, boats. You had a good turnout. Uh, Waverly usually does have a good turnout. We've, we, there's been a lot of, a lot of good fish pulled out of here. I know, I know in the past Cabela's used to come down. Uh, I think they've been down twice and put on tournaments here, and both times that they come down, if I'm not mistaken, I think both times that they come down, the boat 
on their big fish of the year got one out of Missouri or out of the Waverly. Huh. Yeah, and, and Shane's actually Shane Wyatt's the one that owns the tournament. Yeah, you know, I just do a podcast kind of promoting it and just talking tournaments. But yeah, he he does a great job and I like Waverly. Um I, I like the setup where you know the, the two ramps. I don't know if you all ever use the other one, but Oh yeah, we use both of them. Yeah, I, I like kind of having a little space there because I, I fumble around a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good setup. I wish uh, only, you know, as far as Waverly goes, it, not a lot of money really comes into the town is, is the only thing that I hate about it. Uh, you don't get a lot of we don't have a breakfast place, so nobody wanna get done at the end of the day. They go eat breakfast after the tournament's over on Sunday. Uh they're just we don't have a bait shop and so there's not that's that's my only hiccup. Uh, you know, these guys when they come to Waverly, you know, stop in at Casey's or stop in before you go down and, and start your day, go to the go to the local diner here and they, they have good food and you know, I'd I'd like to put that out for these guys that are coming to some of these tournaments. Don't forget the places you're going. Uh, you know, give them guys because Waverly takes awful good care of of their boat ramps. Uh, uh, they make sure the boat ramps are clean. Even in the wintertime, they go down and salt them and sand them so people can get in in the wintertime. And uh, they keep the gravel nice and clean. I know we, you know, just like everywhere, kids get down there with their four-wheelers and cut ruts up. Well, you know, the city city goes down and blades that off and keeps good gravel on. Uh, don't don't forget about your communities where you're fishing. Uh, I just kind of want to. And the sponsors. Yeah, and your sponsors. Don't forget your sponsors. You know, help them out. They're 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 sponsoring this stuff. You know, give them some kickback too. All right. Well, that's awesome. Awesome words and uh, really positive vibe. You all are are welcome on here anytime and. Just send a text, and, and we'll set set something up, and best of luck. Hope you get a bigger one this year in the tournaments. We hope to call you again and, and do this. Yeah, maybe for sure. Maybe for Waverly and Miami both. Yeah. All right, <laughs> and let's make it happen. There's uh, some going out of, out of Truman. And... Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, th- thank you all so much for, for taking your time. Thanks again to Craig Horman and Jason Hostetter for their time to do the interview, and congratulations to them. A couple really good guys. I would say again that this podcast is not owned by the Central Missouri Catfish Tournament. I'm doing my own thing here, just uh, covering what, what they do because it's in the area and it's news and a lot of the best anglers are fishing it, and we're going to keep covering them. So I think Craig and Jason thought we were, I was with them and not, but but we do cover all, all their tournaments, and we're a proud supporter of the tournaments. And also, Craig and Jason landed some really nice fish last year, 60s couple 65s the biggest fish of the tournament year and and if you just listen there being quiet carpeting their boat 
using that big silver carp head. There's things there that that can that can really help help people that that'll pay attention. So so that's awesome. Thanks again to them. Looking ahead, March fifteenth is spoonbill paddlefish snagging season on our state waters. So a lot of people are excited for that. And with that, that means the waters are going to be busy. Lake of those arcs, Truman, some reservoirs down South. It's, it. spring is here. We're, we're on the, on the calendar side now. Every day we're just clicking down to it. After that, March 25th, the Central Missouri Catfish Tournament is in Miami. And already there are 12 boats signed up. Really good fishermen already. I don't know all of them, but Daniel Jacobs, Dale Smith, they caught over 200 pounds last year at Waverly. They really put on a clinic. Philip Nordmeyer, Michael Sutner's a friend. Craig Shoemate, you know he can catch fish. Dave Swearingen, Brian Saunders, John Spatafora, they're the team to beat. Anthony Adams has had some, just put together some really nice fish. And then Alex Nagy of the Twisted Cat tournaments, I guess he's coming over to try this tournament to fish it. And with Seth McElhoe and Spencer Bauer of the River Certified podcast. So you got, got a catfish celebrity here signed up already. So... Anyone else there? I'm sure they're all great, great fishermen. I'm just listing some of the ones I know, Brian Hartman. So I think it will be a great time on March 25th. Uh, The river's up, a lot of trash now, but hopefully it'll be smooth sailing for everybody. April 1st, over on Mark Twain, Ethan Chapman runs the Sarah Huber Foster Memorial and that, that tournament's really grown. Ethan's done a lot of good work on that. Uh, and, and Mark Twain, if you'll recall, last year they implemented some regulation changes to, to get some little bigger catfish there due to their slower growth size and with the harvest. So, so they're protecting some of those fish to get bigger. And last year, Center Missouri Catfish Tournament had a tournament there but, but those regulations were just put into effect, so you had all the, the downside of the regulation, but you, you didn't really get to see the, the increased growth yet. And I don't know if you'll see it this year, but, but going forward, Mark Twain's a lake to keep your eye on because there's a lot of wood there. If you want to knock a prop off, and there's a lot of fish, it's, it's a cool lake, and it's really big. April 15th is Taylor's Landing. That's on the Missouri River. And this one is out a ways in the summer, but it's one of my favorite tournaments. My favorite tournament, I guess I'll say, because it's in excuse me there. The West Johnson Memorial Tournament is my favorite tournament. It's in Sheridan County, which is important to me as a Sheridan County resident. It's in Brunswick, which is where our home port is the ramps right by our our fish our headquarters there so it is july 15th overnight it's a great tournament to check out if you've never been to tournaments if you're kind of wanting to see what one's like 
it's an awesome one to do because it is on the Grand River, which means if you have a smaller boat, don't want to get out on the Missouri at night, maybe don't really know what you're doing on the Missouri, you can stay on the Grand and there's giant fish, depending on water levels, whatever things, whatever things doing, giant fish, blues, flatheads, especially in the lower part of the river there. You can have a trophy fishery, check it out, but you can still stay on the Grand. Or you can go on the Missouri. Big fish always wait in there. It's always a great tournament, a great time. The only thing, you know, get there early because there's a lot of congestion at the boat ramp. But if you give yourself plenty of time to, to put in, it's a low stress. It's a fun thing. Lots of door prizes the next day, or at least that's how it's been in the past Everyone goes home with something, even if they didn't catch a fish. So it's a great time. Again, our contact information is Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Also, for anyone interested in any business, interested in a sponsorship or getting their name out on the podcast, Reach out to us and we will see if it's a good fit fit for everybody. Win-win. Music by Cowboy Bart and Red Man. Couldn't do it without Cowboy Bart. Thank you all so much for listening. I've had really just a great time meeting everybody, learning so much about the sport and hopefully promoting it. And until next time, tight lines. I was born. like